Greetings and welcome to the SideQuest Heroes Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Clive Cookson, alongside Raphael to my Leonardo. Ray Hogg, how you doing today, Ray? Give me a break. Remember these? Oh my god. I have in my hand something I rescued from my parents' house back in Sligo a couple of months ago. This was, um, used to buy this in the local, like, sweet shops. And the other way you would buy, like, plastic tubs and they'd have, like, little tiny, like, uh, like nerds in them almost. So you'd rip open the bottom and you'd just be filled with nerds, but you can get, like, one for each turtle. Here you go. Look at that. You must take a picture of that and put it on the, uh, I will. Like Instagram page. Just, just so people know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm not just a psycho. <laughs> Brilliant. So how are you doing today, Ray, anyway? I am pretty good. It's been a while. It's been, been, been a while. What, two, two weeks since our last session? About that or so, yeah. Maybe even a tad bit longer. Probably has. We've both been kind of busy. Very busy, and sure, it's almost Christmas too. Yay! It is. We've been getting in a lot of gaming. We've been getting in a lot of Christmas buying. We're getting ready to wind down for the year. So this could be, what, our second last show of 2020? Yeah. yeah. See what happens anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing well. What about yourself? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Like yourself, very busy. But I'm excited about today because we will be discussing the likes of the Game Awards 2020 winners. And then we'll dive into the main topic of the show, everything to do with Cyberpunk 2077, our experiences with the game so far, and obviously the backlash that CD Projekt Red are facing Ooh. right now. But before we get into all that, if you didn't know, this is the SideQuest Heroes podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything video games. If you like the sound of that, follow and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all those other kick-ass podcast services available online. On top of that, we're also on Instagram. You can find us there using at SideQuest Heroes. Follow all of our video game related shenanigans there. Post some comments and do let us know what kind of topics you'd like us to cover in future because we're always open to ideas. Now, before we get into the episode, it is time for that segment we like to call what you been playing Come on. what you been playing what 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 you been playing what what so ray what have you been playing my friend should we just do it on the count of three okay go on what? one Two, two, three, three. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we've both been playing Cyberpunk 2077. I have been playing a bit of Assassin's Creed, but I'll get into that in a minute. Pr- primarily uh, since last Thursday gone, which was Cyberpunk release day here. Um, I was a bit sick on Thursday, so I couldn't pick it up on day one. Um, but I was able to pick it up on Friday afternoon or evening, should I say. Um, I'm about seven hours in. What about yourself? only about 10 hours in like i put a lot of hours in on the first playthrough and then mm. i've only played like an hour or an hour or two here and there kind of thing but been very busy with work myself so I haven't gotten to put in the kind of time that i'd like to but yeah, yeah. i mean so far so good i'm playing it on the xbox series x as we will get into more about that during our discussion later on the show but i just know I mean, something in our show notes mr cookson and uh, mm-hmm. i don't know whether this is you being uberly professional or just a massive coincidence but uh i know you've been playing this game on xbox and your show notes are green and i've been playing this on playstation and my show notes are blue oh did not even notice that <laughs> purely that's coincidental it is coincidental because that's just the the color of our show notes at the moment anyway so yep. yeah just didn't even notice that that's an unusual little thing. Um, yeah, so, yeah, anyways, Cyberpunk 2077. Apart from that, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm just close, if not just past the 50-hour mark in that. Um, completion-wise, the, the, it tells me on PlayStation I'm about 20% there. 
So well, there's a lot to do in that game. Mm. Um, I have a feeling that if I'm just doing the main quest, I'm, I think I'm about 40% or maybe 50% through Eivor's main quest. Um, okay. I think it's called Eivor's Story, um, which is the main kind of story beat quest but um i'm really liking it so far um good stuff i know a lot of people have said it's not as good as previous uh, assassin's creed i have to admit i still think i prefer odyssey maybe that's just me because i, I quite like the ancient kind of roman greek uh environment of that um yeah. i do retract my previous statements of valhalla from an earlier episode where i said it's just snow 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 <laughs> snow 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 because friends of the show brian Leedus said like oh if he just got to england then he wouldn't be that bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's right when you get to england the game opens up a hell of a lot yeah true but yeah 50 hours Jess, that's a lot of time you've put it into a like yeah. i have noticed i have popped onto the you know the playstation or the playstation app and that and i'll say oh ray's playing assassin's creed valhalla yeah yeah it's really good um and it does t- tie the line very carefully between uh historical and mythical do you know how some parts in Odyssey, it's kind of hinted that there's a supernatural element to the world, but you don't really get into it unless you start kind of going down the side missions? Well, there's a mainline mission in this, uh, careful for spoilers if no one's played it, but um, where you go into a dream state and it explores a mythical aspect of Viking mythology. And I'll leave it there. It's a very, very cool uh, section of the game. You know, I actually had to refrain myself from doing what you guys do on screen 17. You know, yeah, you can't steal that. Eddie will kill me if you take something from our show. <laughs> it's I'm like sure the only thing we got going somewhere anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of it. Have you been playing anything else on the side or except for Cyberpunk or? Honestly, not really. Like, it was Assassin's Creed Valhalla before then. And honestly, I just haven't really had much time for gaming. I've been doing a lot more reading recently. Oh, wow. Like, I picked up the, you know, the Obama book, the latest one. Mm, yeah. Which is uh, very interesting so far. So, but yeah, I haven't really been able to game as much recently. So, mm. I plan to rectify that over the Christmas period, though. Um, Any other little gaming aspect news? I finally ended up with Joy-Con Drift on my Switch. Oh no! Yeah, Trish noticed it on um, the left side Joy-Con that when she's walking up, when she takes her finger off up, the character still keeps walking in Animal Crossing. Oh uh, no! You're kind it... of slow walking. Do you know where it's like? Yeah, you push up just gently. So uh, no. I don't That's know whether is it easy to fix or is it basically just buy a new Joy-Con? You could try spraying some compressed air or something in yeah. inside or something like that. If not. I think they do some kind of repair service for free. Oh, really? But it might depend on the country. I'll have to double check that. But yeah, I have it quite a while as well. I'm, I'm, I think I'm close to having it over a year. It shouldn't even matter as l- if it's outside the, the supposed year warranty because it is like an issue. So uh, yeah, maybe I'll just double check that online later on. But yeah, hmm. that's a bit annoying because I did think she might be playing Animal Crossing right now considering, you know, all the snow and everything yeah, else. Yeah, festive yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's really cool, actually. It, uh, like, besides the point of the Joy-Con drift, the festive stuff in Animal Crossing looks fantastic. I haven't played that game in so long. I don't think I could get back <laughs> right now. Could you migrate from Cyberpunk straight into Animal Crossing? It's very contrasting themes. Oh, man, it would be. Oh, God, we'll see Unless what happens. Unless you want to burn down Animal Crossing Island. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, Ray. Do you have news for me? Oh, Ray. (laughs) Have I got news for you?
so the Game Awards 2020 took place. All the winners and everything else were announced. We had some big announcements, which was very cool, which we can kind of touch on later on. But did you get to see any of the Game Awards online at all? I wasn't staying up that late to watch it. I mean, it for, for those listening, it started at midnight here in Ireland. Um, so it, what was going on for three hours? And I think I, it was about three hours, yeah. I think yeah. I it at about 1 a.m. or something like Yeah, that. I, I think that's what would have happened. And unfortunately, I think the same night Disney was doing their shareholder meeting. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I knew the shareholder meeting was a bit quick and snappier than the Game Awards because they weren't doing awards, obviously. They were just doing trailers after trailers. So I was a bit more enthralled in that. Um, but yeah, the stuff I, I, I picked up after the awards, I mean, obviously, The Last of Us ran away with a lot of well-deserved awards some controversial ones and a few other well-deserved wins from indie titles i think and from long kind of ongoing games i I think as well um and so what's your kind of take on that yeah i mean i think it was very well set up it it was kind of cool the way they actually had you know the full-on stage that you know jeff Keighley and everything else was kind of presenting from Mm -hmm. and then they had all these special guests like some mad special guests like wasn't it keanu reeves on there christopher nolan was on there they had the likes to say brie larson that as well so they had like a lot of talent you know presenting a lot of these awards which is cool but like you mentioned last of us two seemed to be you know the one that kind of ran away with a lot of the awards so it Mm -hmm. came with game of the year best game direction best narrative Mm. best audio design best performance by laura bailey as well which i think is probably well deserved from what i've seen yeah she was pretty Uh, good in it like she was really good innovation and accessibility now i have seen videos of you know the accessibility features in the last of us which actually looked pretty cool so not surprised they won that and Mm. it also best action adventure game as well so i mean that's a lot of awards there isn't it yeah um i mean we we commented on this on the last time the fact that they had like a best action game and then had best action adventure game. It almost felt like best action game was created to give someone else a chance. <laughs> That's what I would have thought. They like. kind of knew Last of Us would win it. I mean, I like The Last of Us. Um, I, I love the first game. I like the second game. I don't think it's anything new. If if anything, I kind of found the the whole scenario of it was just a bit same water tread again. My own personal opinion is I think um, Ghost of Tsushima probably should have won Game of the Year. Um, I know there's quite a bit of controversy that people think it, you know, Last of Us shouldn't have won for other reasons, but I think that's all a bit kind of meh. Um, but I, I, I don't know, you know, good on them for winning it. But I, my own personal feeling is Ghost of Tsushima should have taken it. But yeah, in fairness, like Ghost of Tsushima won Best Art Direction, but it also won the Player's Vo- Voice, wasn't it? I think it was called or Player's yeah. Voice Award. They obviously won the you know the vote that actually mattered from the fans themselves, which was actually pretty cool, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, I'd like to think they won it genuinely because of that. Um, I'm sure Neil Druckmann's early texts and um, probably stirred up a little bit of the anti Last of Us brigade, but yeah. I don't think enough to to warrant a runaway win like that. I think the Ghost fans kind of just came out of the wardrobe at the very end for it. Final Fantasy VII Remake, you actually played that one best score music. Yeah, yeah, great score on that one. Um, just like the, the kind of reimaginings of some of the classic themes, like the whole... Like, chewing. 
again, uh, Hades won a couple of awards there as well, which um, the mm. likes of Johnny's played. So best indie game it won, and it also won best action game. So fair play to that as well. Oh, sorry, yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake also won best RPG as well. We're both right about best VR AR game being Half-Life Alex as well. Yeah. Even though we haven't played it, we just knew mm. it was going to win anyway. What was the other ones we were right on? Um, best mobile game, was it? Yeah, Among, Among Us. Us yeah. yeah. As far as I know, Among Us won another, yeah, best multiplayer game it won, actually. Really? Very interesting, yeah. That's mad. Alana Pierce didn't win Content Creator of the Year. It was a Valkyrie, but she's obviously very good as well. I didn't know Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 won best sports slash racing game. I'm loving that. Actually, that's sorry. That's one of the games I have been playing recently, but I just can't. Yeah, I just can't get good at it again. It's ridiculous. Oh my it's god! It's interesting that it's it's uh, falls into racing game. Um, well, best sports slash racing game. Yeah, yeah, and it's just an unusual one. Um, yeah, fair play. I I, th- I think it's more deserved than any of the Fifas or anything like that. Shovelware market that that's brought out every year. Uh, where like best. they basically forget to even swap over the assets when they fucking release the new games <laughs> best family game was pretty obvious it was going to win animal crossings of course yeah. best debut game is was phasmophobia now i've heard about it and i've seen video mm. footage but i don't think i'd have the balls to actually play it, if i'm being honest with you i think this might be a halloween 2021 one for me it's it's only on pc at the moment though isn't it is it? I did not know that. I think it is actually just only on PC. Um, then obviously we got best community support Fallout guys. Or Fallout mm. guys. <laughs> oh my god. Why doesn't Fallout and Fall Guys do a crossover for Fallout guys and they could have like skins for super mutants, for ghouls, for like the, the armor and everything. Okay, oh my really? god. Make that happen. So Fall Guys <laughs> ultimate knockout is what Ray actually meant to say for <laughs> not <laughs> Fallout guys. <laughs> Uh, um phasmophobia yeah as far as i can see it's only on windows um but yeah we like uh, that might be one where i it might be an excuse for me to upgrade my laptop for gaming (laughs) for for something later this year um any other Uh, highlights on that one i guess best fighting game mortal kombat 11 ultimate kind of took it away there yeah and then i think microsoft flight simulator won best sim strategy game as well but apart from that it was just a lot of esports thing which I'm not really big into it at the moment. I have not the, the, the slightest bit of interest in esports. I used to love watching esports. Likes to say, you know, the Smash Brothers tournaments and all that kind of stuff. But mm. like, just you don't have enough time to be watching all the different types of esports events anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. Apart from that, a couple of cool announcements. So, oh, Mass Effect, a new installment is going mm. to be uh, made. They had a trailer there. Yeah, I saw it. It, look, it looks amazing. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, is this the re, um, remaster that they were promised? Um, or not remaster, remake. Uh, was it? Well, one of those. <laughs> remaster <laughs> remake uh, that they were going to promise about the, the original trilogy. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, this seems to be uh, jumping off Mass Effect 3 for a proper mm. Mass Effect 4. Now, in the trailer, it shows like Liara walking through the snow. She picks up like an N7 plate. She kind of smiles as well, so it's kind of hinting that Shepard is still alive, probably depending on maybe the, uh, the the ending you actually got. A couple of people have zoomed in, the people in the background, where it looked like it might have been Rex or possibly um, oh, the other Krogan, who I can't think of right now. Um, so you're going over my head a little bit. I've only played it before I was a Mass Effect 1. Oh, happy. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm familiar sorry. with Shepard and this blue girl, and that's about it. Well, let's just say uh, 
some of the characters will be returning, it looks like, from very, very blurry images that they've kind of expanded. This new installment will obviously factor in if you've, like, I know the big fan favorite element of the previous Mass Effect games is that the choices you make in previous games carry over as you go along. So I assume, depending on how you played Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, if you start this, like, uh, maybe maybe this part should be edited out for spoilers, but this character obviously survives Mass Effect 3. That's actually a very good point, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll have an option like, did you play the previous Mass Effects? Um, mm. Yes. Well, choose your selections, and you kind of go through it best you can. Or yeah, if they, they go had to do that for a similarly, I think it was Mass Effect Two, where if you hadn't played the first game, they had like this Dark Horse comics thing where you chose your different kind of decisions, which was actually pretty cool. But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. It'll obviously come out after the remastered version of the first three, which I personally cannot wait to play. I will gladly play through those again on next gen anyway. But yeah, that was really cool to see, and then. Xbox Studios announcing Perfect Dark. Like they had this cool cinematic trailer, which looked absolutely beautiful. Mm. Oh man. And it's by the initiative as well. A lot of people were kind of thinking, are they doing a brand new IP? Are they working on Perfect Dark? Go on. Well, now it looks like they're working on Perfect Dark. So, oh man, I am so excited because. Initiative are the ones who did Goldeneye, wasn't it? No, that would have been. uh, Wasn't that Rare who did Goldeneye? I'm getting confused now. Um, wait, wait, because the team behind Goldeneye are the ones that did Perfect Dark, wasn't it? On the yeah, exactly. So where did um, Goldeneye, and then they did Perfect Dark, the game, and then there hasn't really been a good Perfect Dark game since. I know there was the one on the Xbox 360, but Zero Perfect Dark or something is that what it is? Perfect Dark Zero or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the initiative great studio they have some serious talent there i know it's it's almost like the all-stars of video game development where they got so many different uh, people from different studios okay yeah so they got like a uh, daniel newberger um mm. who apparently is like the director of the two of the, the first tomb raider games um some of the writers from red dead redemption the director of sunset overdrive yeah has naughty um, dog staff as well i think they have someone who worked on god of war yeah they've they, got brian westergaard um the, one of the lead producers of god of war mm, serious like talent there as well and as far as yeah the people who worked at naughty dog i think it was davis and garcia they worked on like last of us part two as well and i think one of them worked on uncharted 2 and uncharted 4 and the original last of us so I mean, some serious, serious talent there. I loved Perfect Dark when I played it. The multiplayer in that was brilliant. I remember some kind of weird um, weapon where you could actually snipe. You could see through walls and you could just snipe from across the map. It was just like the weirdest thing in the world, but it was so cool. It's like a quantum sniper rifle or something. Oh, it was great, but it was annoying if you uh, <laughs> if you respawned directly where they were pointing at with the uh, <laughs> the sniper. Oh my god, goddamn sniping camps! That'll be interesting to see. And then Super Smash Brothers announced Sephiroth as a character in the new DLC as well. It was very cool. Uh, Sephiroth, obviously from Final Fantasy, showed mm. this really cool fight sequence with uh, Cloud, which was absolutely brilliant. Honestly, this would be something that would definitely get me back into smash brothers anyway mm. yeah i love i love sephiroth as a character like you kind of think oh wow here's a game where cloud can actually breathe for himself and then sephiroth turns up and he must be thinking god damn i can't get away from this guy <laughs> they're kind <laughs> of a, a package deal if you get cloud you're getting sephiroth at some point yeah he is a very famous uh, villain mm. in video games as well so i mean 
I did see a lot of reactions online to this announcement and some people were absolutely freaking out. I think it'll be very interesting, but he looks like he has some awesome moves. And I think I saw one move where he actually was underneath the stage and he slashed his sword and the stage cut in half. So I don't know if that might be some kind of cool recovery mode where you could, you know, slice the uh, mm. the stage in half and then kind of jump back up or something like that. Man, it'll be interesting to see how he plays. I can't wait for the the eventual video of uh, uh, Sakurai, you know, actually showing you how you can play with Sephiroth. That would be awesome. I must really pick up Smash Brothers for the the Switch. It's it's like, I do like my fighting games, so I'm quite surprised I I haven't picked this one up and picked up like a pro controller. Mm, Well, it would be my favorite fighting game of all time, if I'm being honest with Mm. you. Yeah. Mm, Might have to try that, so. So, I mean, that was the Game Awards anyway, like nothing really major out of it, but I have to say they did a very good job for doing something during, you know, this whole pandemic where mm. you know, they did it from home. I think they used, was it, did they keep saying Zoom call or something like that they were using for the video calls? Really? Uh, yeah, I think so. You yeah, can definitely reliable. tell which people had the better cameras and which people didn't because, you know, some just looked a blurry mess and then some just looked. Like, say, for instance, Troy Baker, his, you know, uh, streaming setup at home when he does everything, you know, on his YouTube and Instagram and so on. It's just... He probably sounded sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the image quality and everything else is absolutely brilliant. And then you see, like, even Brie Larson, she has her own YouTube channel, but, you know, the, the, the video was not the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, fair play to Jeff Gaidley, fair play to everyone who took part anyway, who's very interesting. I just wish they would do it at a time that was a bit more suitable for, you know, UK and Irish audiences. Maybe yeah. even if it was at 10 p.m., you know, UK time, that would have been so much easier for me to actually stay where up and they, Where was their local time shooting it from? Hmm, that's a very good it Like California or something or San Francisco or... Is it 7 o'clock? That can't be Irish. 7 p.m. 7 Eastern time. Anyway, it says here. 7 Eastern didn't they have the pre-show as well giving out some awards i know sydney goodman from ign was uh hosting the uh the pre-awards mm. or the pre-show it's just turning it into bloody wrestlemania where it's like a three-hour pre-show and then i know it's too long oh i know five-hour events and all this kind of stuff yeah <laughs> you can only take so much right, don't get me wrong at the end of the day it's great that like these people and companies are being uh receiving accolades for what they're doing but um you kind of almost wish it was two separate events like here's your trailer event and here's your actual award event yeah. and then just kind of keep the awards for the, ser- the the industry but then again i suppose they're trying to get the fans and the general public to show the recognition that these companies are getting okay so ray let's move on to the main topic of the show Give the show <laughs> we seriously have to record that seriously it's <laughs> we keep doing it we may as well Need just let, like a heavy metal riff behind it. Tap your curb to show. <laughs> okay, so we'll be discussing everything cyberpunk. So I guess we can start off with our experiences with the game so far, and then we can discuss all the issues, all the backlash, and so on. What do you think about that, Ray? Sounds good. And let's take it from the very top: the packaging. I would oh. say this is <laughs> how I remember getting games. Like okay, you, you, you downloaded your. All right, let's yeah. let's preload this. So your your digital experience. Tell me about your digital experience. <laughs> well, my digital experience was, well, it was easy if I'm being honest with you. So I used the preload. And so I have an Xbox Series X, which I'm playing it on at the moment. I used the preload feature on the Xbox app, which is an awesome feature where you can install any game onto your Xbox One, your Xbox Series X, your Xbox Series S, whatever you want, even without actually owning the game. 
So you don't have to purchase the game to actually download it, but you do need to purchase the game or have a physical disc to be able to play the game. Mm. So for me, I preloaded the game uh, probably about 48 hours before it even came out. It installed all the patches and so on. So by the time release date came around and had my code and everything else, it was just a case of just playing the game and that was it. So for me, it was a smooth experience. But obviously, I didn't have all the bells and whistles that you would have for, you know, an actual physical copy of the game so how about you tell me how your physical copy of the game went (laughs) well unfortunately i had to leave my house to go and get my physical copy of the game um but yeah no i picked it up i actually got asked for id when i picked it up funnily enough wow (laughs) it was was quite funny i was like yeah can i have this and she was uh have you got any id i was like uh Yes, so I took out my driving license and I gave it to her, and she goes, hmm, "Yeah, nineteen eighty-three. Uh, you just about made it." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I took it home, anyways. Um, yeah, this is something game publishers can can learn from, and I guess maybe look, it it's just because it's it's CD Projekt Red, and I guess they go a little bit above beyond in some elements. Um, but it's a nice bit, nice cardboard sleeve. You get the, the normal box inside so the normal kind of disc case inside as well you get a couple of postcards um a compendium that explains the different districts of uh night city and you actually get a map of night city as well which is pretty damn cool um then when you open the disc box itself it's got a reversible sleeve for one which is pretty cool always love the reversible sleeves and again you got your normal kind of like leaflets inside going you know look at this tat blue blah, 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 cut down a forest for this stuff but then there's stickers inside oh man brilliant yeah. i know what can i say um like witcher 3 release on the nintendo switch where they went above and beyond and actually got the whole game on one cartridge mad. which was like 32 gig you know instead of you know most games where they get the bog standard sd card for the cartridge just, and then don't let nintendo red. get away with this shit anymore about like oh we can't give pokemon uh voices because it would take up too much uh size on the disc bs uh, yeah <laughs> but uh and then they had to you know a map and then they had stickers and everything else it was actually a really nice package they did so a lot of people were even saying for that release this is how it's done guys this is what you should be doing yeah. so i'm not mm. surprised by that but by the reversible cover you were mentioning is it the female and the male kind of artwork or? Yeah, yeah. So you have that generic guy um, and the generic girl that I think are templates that you can pick from the get-go. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's the exact same thing. Same with Assassin's Creed. It's the male, female Ivor or Eivor. Um, and then obviously, you know, with Spider-Man, it was different. It was like a completely different sleeve. <laughs> Which was very cool, though, I have to say. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, very nice experience for you in terms of the physical copy. So. Yeah, we have seen a lot of stuff online where, you know, it wasn't running well and so on. So Mm. thankfully on the Xbox Series X, for me anyway, it was running very well. I did have a couple of crashes, which made me start the game. One of them did happen, like it wasn't too far into game, thankfully, but it did seem like it deleted my save or lost my save. Okay. Um, and the auto saves, which is a bit annoying. But since then, it's been absolutely fine. I love the world they've built, this whole cyberpunk world. It looks very cool. Have seen some videos. It's kind of strange. I watched a Digital Foundry video of, you know, the comparisons between the PS5, the PS4, and so on. Even between the Xbox Series X and the PS5, it seems like the crowds are denser in the Xbox version, which just seems weird. It seems like there's more NPCs in the world. Really? Which- 
strange yeah i'll have yeah. to watch that video again but yeah maybe uh, it was taken at a different time of day on the map or something um apparently it seems to be a whole kind of thing so okay. i have no idea why that would be uh the xbox series x has a performance mode um which targets 60 frames per second mm. then it has a quality mode which runs 30 frames per second at you know a higher resolution textures yeah yeah and as far as i know the ps5 only has that 60 frames per second mode which mm. is kind of I would expect the PS5 to get some kind of, you know, feature like that, maybe in a future update or something like that. Yeah, I mean, like, I haven't noticed any um, glaringly horrible things. Like, there's a couple of billboards I've walked up to, and I'm a bit like, this is a bit grainy, but, you know, that could be just the aesthetic of it, mm. um, because the world around it is is quite nice. Um, yeah, mine mine's running smooth. Um, like, if it is that 60 frames a second, it's absolutely fine. Um, I haven't noticed any screen tearing, um, mm. which I have noticed in assassin's creed yeah. funnily enough same as yourself i have i only had two kind of main kind of crashes like where it goes to the screen to you know to report the issue for the game crashing uh one was fairly early on uh maybe about two hours in and then another one i was just going up the stairs and i turned around the corner and for some reason it just crashed i wasn't even God. doing anything <laughs> um i know the the only things i'm kind of running into more frequently are just very quirky bethesda-esque <laughs> glitches um, oh yeah like just uh, one of the ones that I think you had as well is when you're doing the tutorial for the guns, um, the very first tutorial, every time you respawn back in the main chamber, the character just consistently walks forward for some reason. Mm. It's very I, unusual. I honestly thought I had a uh, drift on my uh, thumbstick. Yeah, me first too. <laughs> and I was like going, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening on my PlayStation controller. Oh. Um, but whatever reason, <laughs> it just, it didn't happen after a while. Um, and then the collision detection is mad. I think I was telling you guys, the, the weird one I found was I did a mission where I had to meet my partner and I drove up in the car and they're waiting there on a bike and I've arrived in this car. It's a physical object. I get out of the car. I have to walk around the car because it's a physical object. I walk up to my friend who is a physical object who I can interact with. And then they say, come on, let's head inside. They walk straight through my car. Uh, out yeah. the other side and continue <laughs> walking as if nothing's happened like, I do, honestly i do notice uh some of the like was it jackie isn't it the um, would be the main guy i'm playing with the, kind of, yeah, the, the big guy yeah he that's that's who i'm talking ruby about. and kind of materializes on the other side of me which is kind mm-hmm. of strange but um yeah i've had a couple of things like that i've been in places where you know i've shot people they're dead on the ground and then by the time i walk past them it's almost like they're kind of ragdolling around as well. Yeah, and then, yeah. it, then it seemed like your fellow was trying to get up as well, which is kind of strange. It actually looked like he was trying to push himself off the ground. I haven't had the floating guns in the air like you have yet, but... Yeah, I've had that once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> it does really weird. Like, I was walking through a door, and I just see these two guns just hovering there. I was like, what the hell is this all about? But it turns out they're Jackie's guns. Yeah. <laughs> so that's obviously where his character model was, and the character models moved forward, but the guns have stayed in the same place. You, you've had people floating in the air just randomly as well? I think she was doing that to show me her really nice uh, rabbit slippers, though. <laughs> she had really nice rabbit slippers on, so I'm guessing she was just floating there to uh, show me those. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, I haven't had anything that like has been you know detrimental to my experience mm. so far, but I guess that's the good thing about having it on the Series X and like you, yep. the PS5 as well. Like I'm loving the Judy character in the game. I think she is very cool. Uh, Judy, the uh, the one who runs the brain dances. 
Exactly. Yeah. So yes, yeah. you know, kind of um, uh, the small one with kind of emo haircut and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the one, one thing everyone's in love with online, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's the thing about the characters in this is like more than say some like Bethesda games where you have companions throughout the whole game. These characters feel really fleshed out. Mm. Like I can actually tell their characteristics. You know, I can tell you know Jesse from Judy and all this type of stuff, and even the bosses like or the intimidating characters. Mm. I can already remember them. Whereas yeah. like that's always a big problem in other games like Bethesda games and stuff like you meet a major character and about 10 minutes later, you're like, what was his name again? Who was that? But <laughs> that these characters you just remember their attributes even. Yeah. Even that Dexter Deshaun seems like he's got like a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, mm. He learned about, which is very cool. Um, yeah, he looks yeah. like he'll be a out character as well. Like I say, you have noted here, like the serious lack of customization in the game is just very strange. For that's a weird one. Like it's cyberpunk. The world of cyberpunk. I would have thought you'd at least be able to change your hair or your hair color or something. On the fly. Exactly, like, yeah. But no, no, no yeah. real kind of customization, which seems a bit stupid. You can just pick up gear, obviously, and you know, change your outfit and everything else. Yeah, but yeah. it just seemed very limited, like you said, right now. Yeah, I found it really odd because I'm so used to like obviously not to keep harking back to this comparison but even in bethesda games the amount that you can customize your character in a bethesda game is pretty damn good like i i generally like to make myself in a game i know people like to you know make a fancy version and i know you always generally go with being a female um, oh yeah. funnily enough i i usually go with the male and really yeah i mean because i think is it brian friend of the show brian who always goes with fem shep i'm always like male shep i usually tend yeah. to you know the the male protagonists you know when I you have i'm gonna confuse brian then actually but no like um, it's mainly the last few games that i've been like oh, i'm so choosing the woman because it just seems like maybe a better character like for me yeah. the voice of the the female just sounded a bit better than the yeah, male I one. kind of hate the male voice character in this he kind of sounds a bit okay but let's not hang around much longer because i don't want to be there like <laughs> okay why do you sound like this I know, and like the the fact they changed the the looks of the characters as well before it was released. It seems like they changed the you know the default male and female characters a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned the the latest one just looks like a, a cokehead or something like that. Yeah, like she looks amazing in in like an early preview. Like obviously it's on a higher render, and they're kind of trying to be a bit more faithful to the renders they've brought out. But she just doesn't look great. Her like no. skin's all blotchy, and she's got like puffy eyes. And twenty eighteen one seemed like she had an edge, and she seemed like I don't know. To me, it just seemed like a better fit for you know that kind of character. But yeah, yeah, uh, sure. What um, can you- yeah, and I mean, like, I, I totally agree with yourself. Like, the world feels really fleshed out. Um, like, there's parts where you're walking around, it's kind of like, oh, my God, this actually feels like this weird suburb that I was once in in Thailand or, like, a part of Singapore, New York, I've been in before. Uh, obviously, not to, to the neon detriment of the world that you're in in Night City, but... Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, and I do love the amount of dialogue in the game as well. Like, to me, it seems like more... Because of that, it's a more fleshed out world. It's mm. a bit more immersive because you're learning about these characters. You happen to talk to a lot of people and so on. So, yeah, very happy. I like, as, especially when you're talking about dialogue wheels there, I like how if you don't give a response immediately, they'll nudge you again. They'll go, hey, V, hey, man, are you all right? You listening to me? And like, just in case you actually do zone out or you pick up your phone and you're on Instagram or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I also like it. 
that there are certain actions as well. Like I think there was one where I arrived at um I arrived at a club and uh, as soon as I get out of the car, these lads start walking towards me and there's literally an option to start a fight and it's counting down and you almost think, shit, I better start a fight now because <laughs> there's a countdown happening. But if you obviously, uh, if you let the countdown elapse, the guys just walk past you as if like just to cause a bit of trouble. Mm. I thought that was a really cool inclusion, like a non, non-aggressive um, option. I got to say, one thing I do like is the fact that I guess the only real loading screen would be loading up the game, wouldn't it be? Mm, and yeah. There, there's no real kind of, I guess you could say, loading times or, you know, huge gaps in waiting, for, you know, for something to load, which I guess is the great thing about next gen. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose the more they optimize games for next gen, the quicker the, the loadings will get into. And that's the um, whole thing. Like it's the, the versions we're playing aren't even the optimized versions. They're. Mm far as i know the ps4 and the xbox one version that we're technically playing it's just yeah them better than the current gen which we will obviously get into later yeah yeah and that's the thing is i'm looking forward to seeing what like the next gen or current gen it's just <laughs> it's hard to get over that I know. Uh, what the current gen like textures and options will be so maybe when the ps5 and xbox series version comes out maybe there will be more characterization options um, maybe there will be better hairstyles or anything yeah, it was your face is better. Yeah, it was, like the, every the previews before, I thought, you know, oh, there's going to be so much to this, but then it seemed very limited with the character creator, didn't it? Yeah, I, I, I thought they made a big song and dance about the character creator. Mm-hmm. Like everyone thought, oh my God, you're going to be able to customize absolutely everything, especially if you can customize your fucking genitals. Yeah, I would have thought like, would have some kind of slider or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it didn't. It's just like, do you want to be small or large? It's just like, well, there's no real option here, really, is there? Such <laughs> random thing is like, was it tree, tree nipple sizes as well, or something like that? Yeah, it's just like, why is this even a thing? I know. Oh god. Like, I understand. Like, obviously, you know, it's it's just. It, well, I don't want to use glib term to say it's just a bit of fun. Obviously, for some people, it's more than that. But like, it just seemed like such a big song and dance was made about that one feature, whereas like you you only have like four five presets for lips and you can have like these bizarre eye colors like with skulls and crossbones but you only have 12 or 13 different eye shapes yeah and like even the eyebrows as well you know you know the way you see some characters with like you know the kind of cut shaved yeah Yeah. you can't they don't even have any of those options in the the eyebrow section either so i'm like this is just very very annoying because i can't even create the, the v that i wanted to from you know the 2018 version so yeah yeah Oh, well. Yeah, it's it's very very unusual. I mean, maybe maybe a future patch might add a bit more of a character customizer. Like there should be, uh, for example, like in Fallout, there are parts where when you get so far in the game, you befriend uh, basically a, a backyard surgeon or a plastic surgeon, and at any point you can go in and just recustomize your character again. And that seems like something that you should be able to do in Cyberpunk. Mm. I mean, isn't the tagline "You can be whoever you want, you can be whatever you want"? Yeah, <laughs> so like. Why can't I just go into like a back alley um, plastic surgeon and just change myself and give myself a dangly penis or something like that? <laughs> yeah, or like seventeen nipples. Why is there a limit on the nipples? What if I want to be a cat man? I want six nipples and ears, big pointy ears. Oh, brilliant! Um, so let's move on anyway, Ray, because 
since the release, we're obviously enjoying our time with it so far. It's got its quirks, but mm. there's been a lot of backlash for CD Projekt Red and the studio and everything else. Uh, I guess, look, so the studio are facing a lot of backlash for their actions for the release. So, for instance, reviewers could only use B-roll footage provided by CD Projekt Red in their reviews mm. and couldn't use any footage of their own, which was really, really kind of sketchy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I very much agree with that. That that was, it kind of harkens back to the days when films would give you their special footage and wouldn't let you see the final version. Um, like I, I guess this should have been raising flags, and I know like you can't blame reviewers to to a certain degree. Like they're obviously under um, NDAs not to talk about certain things, and that's kind of the condition that they're getting these advanced copies. But maybe something needs to change there. Mm. Like maybe they need to kind of stand up and say to hell with the NDAs. This is what my footage looks like. Like they, people need to know, like, that's the thing. Yeah. A lot of people were YouTubers were complaining that they couldn't, you know, abide by the, what was it? The, the embargo and everything else abide by Mm. the rules. So, you know, it's very bad. I mean, they took action to take down videos of leaked footage because we obviously saw a lot of the PS4 copies. It seemed like we're getting kind of shipped out early and released early. Yeah. So they're obviously taking those videos down when they're released, seemingly as a way to kind of, I guess, hide the state of, you know, the PS4 and the Xbox versions because they were just running so bad, which is really bad from a consumer practice kind of standpoint. It's very bad because, you know, buyers couldn't make an informed decision about yep. wanting to buy the game or, you know, couldn't make an informed decision on actually buying the product because they didn't know what way it ran. They didn't know, you know, how it would run on their current consoles. They weren't sure oh, should I get it on PC or should mm. I get it on the PS4 or should I get it on my PS5 or Xbox Series X? You know, that is just really bad. That seems very anti-consumer practice almost, doesn't it? Because it... Yeah, because like not everybody, like given the amount that they sold with this, what was it, like 8 million on pre-orders? Oh, it's ridiculous, yeah. Um, Like the average person isn't like me or you or our general group of gaming friends. They're not sitting down and watching before you buy reviews or Jim Sterling takedowns or or ten things young guys or here buy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not. They're watching that. They're all they're seeing is the trailer that's on YouTube of Keanu Reeves going, "Look at this amazing game! Whoa, yeah, whoa, buy it, yeah." (laughs) And they're kind of going, "Fuck me, Keanu Reeves! I'm buying this game." Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then they load it up and they see like, you know, faces not loading and cars fucking bouncing around the place. Yeah. Um it's really, really dodgy because CD Project Red are better than this. Yeah. And I suppose maybe partially they were between a rock and a hard place because people were screaming, release the game, and they were constantly kicking the can down the road. And then finally when they released the game, people are saying you should have given it more time. Mm-hmm. Um you, you know, maybe the the worst thing in the world would have been just to say we've had to reevaluate the release. It's only going to be on PC for the moment. We're sorry. Uh, it'll be followed by the PS5 uh, Xbox Series release, and then if it's we're happy with the way it's running on PS4 and Xbox One, then we'll release that as a third option. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know. We obviously have seen videos of you know the performance on the PS4 and the Xbox where it's just absolutely terrible. Like it was getting. I think mostly between kind of 50 to 20 frames per second, you know, it wasn't even hitting that, you know, 30 frames per second minimum that I guess it should be. I mean, for a game that was announced before, you know, the PS4 and the Xbox one were even released. Yeah. You know, 
it's kind of strange that it's not even working at all on you know those particular that's systems. the thing like the 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 current consoles we have the current gen ps5 xbox series they're running the ps4 version this it's not like this is the ps5 version this is just okay it's it's this infrastructure running the same game and it just happens to work it better yeah uh, like if there was no consoles released this side of christmas um this is what people would have ended up with the PS4 version. It's mental. You know, I'm, I've seen some videos of you know um, the PS4 versus PS5 comparisons, the Xbox yeah. versus the Xbox Series X comparisons for uh, Cyberpunk from Digital Foundry. Um, I think Richard Ledbetter, uh, Tom Morgan, John Lindman. Sorry, yeah, they all put you know really good videos recently. And sorry, Alex Batali as well. They all do great work, but the resolution in some of those games are going like to really low levels. You know, some of the textures don't even load. Like, some of the characters just look like a big blobby mess, almost like N64 graphics kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I saw one or two clips of that. I mean, this this is just, it's, I think this is kind of going to lead to a bit of a turn of consumers against reviewers and reviewers kind of holding their hands up saying, we couldn't uh, do anything. This, these were the NDAs. Like, you're still a person, you have to make your own informed decision. But the reviewers might turn back to game studios and say, look, none of this NDA stuff anymore. Like we have to be able to use actual in-game footage when we're doing it. Mm. Now, if that means studios have to turn around and go, right, if it's a open world game, you can only use a certain region. Or if it's a time-based game, uh, like let's say it's a scroller or some kind, only use the first 15 minutes. They, they just need to, to start coming up with a bit of um, a general practice or a service level agreements is what we would call them um, of the criteria that people are allowed to like there has to be fair review policies as well like you can't play a game it being total muck and looking like donkey's dicks and then the studio handing you over a polished fucking adonis going yeah and this is the footage you're using for your review Mm. but then again as far as i know a lot of the youtubers and reviewers were only playing the pc version so i think a lot of them were limited to just the PC version. That's probably why they didn't want, you know, a lot of people seeing the PS4 and the Xbox versions. But weren't they holding back the PS, the console codes until like literally the day or two before the releases? I think so. Maybe. I, I read that somewhere. Possibly. Because I know yeah, Digital we'll Foundry, if, if they were, you know, given codes early, you know, they would have mm-hmm. had, you know, a lot of kind of videos up straight away. But as far as I know, they didn't get the, it was the PC kind of stuff they got yeah, first. Yeah. Which, you know, it obviously seems like she like I would have thought with the release of The Witcher Three. Now Witcher Three now is an absolutely amazing game, mm. but it released with a lot of bugs, and I would have expected better from them considering that at the start. Now I have no doubt that they will work out all the kinks and the bugs and everything else, and it'll be an absolutely amazing game in mm. a year to two years' time. But it's just very bad form, almost to the fact that you know they released a statement apologizing, and they're going to be offering refunds. Now I have seen on and reddit where you know i'm seeing reports of sony apparently issuing refunds for cyberpunk 277 on the mm. ps4 potentially on a case-by-case basis because their refund policy is very kind of finicky as far as i normally you, you can't play more than two hours no that would be xbox and steam as far as no they're very good so you can refund it within 14 days as long as you have not played more than two hours which is very very reasonable mm kind of refund policy if i'm being honest with you that that's a very good refund policy because i mean 14 days playing 
you know, under two hours, I would take advantage of that if, you know, I wasn't happy with the game or if the game mm. was in the state that it was for yeah. PS4 and Xbox. But I mean, thankfully, with ours, it's a bit limited, but I do know that the likes of, say, PS4 and Xbox One users are suffering even worse than that. Yeah, there's funny enough, uh, Trish is telling me about someone she knows has picked up um, the game for PS4 and she was saying there was a mission where you're in a building and if you leave before your partner, you can't progress the mission. It's a mainline story mission. So if you run ahead of them and leave the building before they leave, the door closes and they will never leave that building. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, that is mad. That is fucking annoying. I think she actually had to restart the game again. Oh, or God. Or go back to an earlier load or something. Oh, that is really annoying. Like, that's just mental. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, like... To, 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 honestly, to my experience with it, and obviously this all anecdotal, has been fine. I'm used to Bethesda games, so I'm used to shit not working. Um, for me, like the, the weird glitches that are kind of comical to me more than yeah. unimmersive. Like I just find that kind of stuff funny. I, I still know I'm playing a video game when I'm playing a video game. I never get that immersed unless it's a horror game in VR, um, so I can deal with that. But I'd say for some people, it must like, especially people who have been really looking forward to this game, which. You know, I haven't personally. I'm not even really familiar with the cyberpunk world until this game came out. I know it's a tabletop game, so I'm not really all that into it. So my investment in the characters and the world was never like the way I'm looking forward to a new Oblivion or sorry, uh, Elder Scrolls or a new Fallout or a new Last of Us or something. Mm. Um, so I, I'm enjoying it. Like, yeah, I mean, we have the privilege of obviously playing them on you know the next gen consoles. It's just. I do feel sorry for those people who, you know, bought it on PS4, bought it on Xbox One. You know, we're playing it in 60 frames per second, technically, and mm. they're barely even hitting, you know, 20 frames per second just by walking around certain areas, you know, not really. Yeah. There are some weird videos where, you know, a couple of the car chase scenes where, you know, you can kind of shoot the vehicles and they explode. Uh, mm. I've seen the PS4 version, you know, they'll crash into a building, but no explosions whatsoever and even the flash from the guns wasn't even showing up in the ps4 there's no muzzle flare or anything really strange now i think that was slightly addressed in the patch but i was still not seeing the explosions which is just very uh, it's just amazing how far a gap between you know the ps4 versions to the ps5 to Mm. even the pc the pc seems to be the one to play but yeah, it's amazing. Such a huge gap. And I do get, you know, you saying you're used to Bethesda games and so on being a bit glitchy. So you're used to this yeah. kind of stuff. But we shouldn't have to be getting used to that kind of stuff. I mean, they should be mm. putting out. I mean, fair enough. Any game's going to have, you know, bugs here and there. That's that's a given. That's just game development, yeah. really. But, you know, they obviously put out a product they knew was really bad, was really faulty. And mm. they just did it anyway. You know, that that just looks really bad. Yeah, like that's the thing. It like it really does hark back to the first kind of item we hit on, where they were providing the B-roll footage. Mm. Uh, they were taking down footage of genuine PS4 and Xbox One footage. Um, like that, that in itself should have started setting off some alarm bells. Mm. Like I think I actually read and saw some videos going, "Dad, this isn't real footage. It looks too like last gen or something. Mm. Like there's no way this is real footage. It looks like PS2 and PS3." 
<laughs> and it actually was yep. like <laughs> you know. people are comparing it to gta or something like that on the 360 here yeah and like some of the sh- shots i think the, the famous one i've seen it's it's like a, a picture of um oh it's it was a meme of the guy from halo the big alien guy i can't remember what his name was <laughs> the yeah. him and keanu reeves like looking amazing and then it shows them on the actual game and it shows <laughs> keanu reeves looks like an npc in grand theft auto <laughs> <laughs> And I'm guessing that now because of all, you know, the crunch stories we heard uh, during development and the several delays, it kind of makes sense now as well, doesn't it? The fact that, you know, all these delays, all this talk about crunching six day work weeks or whatever is probably because they knew what bad shape, you know, the at least the PS4 and the Xbox One versions were. Yeah, and I mean, look, maybe they shouldn't have spent money on getting a big name Hollywood actor in to cameo in a role like just pay your fucking employees hire more people if you need to get it done in time um don't take my keanu away from me please (laughs) (laughs) if keanu costs you this game from running well maybe you should (laughs) if you get in like it's non-union mexican equivalent or something now a few people might think that you know i'm being a bit hard in cyberpunk the fact is i have a cyberpunk secret lab chair right now i'm wearing i can vouch for this 2077 t-shirt i have my Razer Cyberpunk 2077 edition mouse as well. So he is a fanboy, ladies and gentlemen. I am a fanboy, but stuff like this does annoy me. And, you know, you do have to call out, you know, developers and whatever on their shit if, you know, this kind of stuff happens. But anyway, that is rant over for me. Is there anything else you want to touch on, Ray? No, I think I think we've ranted enough, Mr. Cookson. That was uh, quite a sufficient amount of ranting. Well, good. It was a very cyberpunk-esque episode. We don't normally focus on one topic for the whole episode. True. <laughs> yes. But shut up and wake up Samurai because we need a podcast to burn. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> God, that was terrible. I should have said better. But anyway, Ray, let's just leave it at that. Anyway, won't you tell the lovely people out there, where can we find you? What are you up to? Let us know. Yeah. So besides uh, accompanying the beautiful Mr. Cookson on this podcast. I also uh, co-host a podcast all about TV shows and movies, generally what we've watched in the the week gone past called Screen 17. You can find that on generally every podcast service you have, which is called Screen 17 Podcast or just Screen 17. You can find it on Instagram at Screen 17 Podcast. And I believe we also have a Facebook page. Just search for Screen 17. In all those cases, you should should see like a red director's chair. Um, I do know it gives you a lot of shit for, you know, not plugging the podcast enough. Just another thing. You don't really pod, uh, plug this podcast enough on your show. Just saying, you know. I've done it once or twice when Eddie breaks my balls. I kind of I throw know. it in there. But apparently we're doing better than him. So that's why he, he doesn't really want to. <laughs> you sent me some numbers and then Eddie was just like, here, what about our bleeding numbers? <laughs> Well, apologies. No, I love Eddie, but uh, yeah, get over it. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, I'm not too much, but I will be, it's probably not going to be until next year, probably January that I get back onto the old Twitch streaming platform. But you can find me on Instagram and Twitter using at Cliveysore. And don't forget, you can follow the podcast using at SideQuestHeroes on Instagram. Won't you let us know, you know, what kind of topics you'd like to cover in future? What are your thoughts on the Cyberpunk 2077 debacle? And if you have the game, let us know. What do you think of the game so far? Ray will obviously put up that brilliant picture of the turtle later on. Hell yes. I have been Clive Cookson. And I've been Ray Hogg. And we have been your side quest heroes. See you later, guys. Good luck. (laughs)